Hey, so Ibiza is a place that we're going to. I'm hearing Encanto Oculto this year is going to be like off the chain. <laughs> but you have to be invited by people who have been. And you guys have both been twice. Right. Margo, you look so beautiful. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I, I can't even. I got this. Tell me your name again. Todd. Todd. Here's the thing. Encanto Oculto is a solid week of sun, drugs, and magical art. Time stops, reality bends, and you fuck five times a day. On a bad day. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> it is, Todd. It is awesome. But honestly, you'd end up in a corner alone, bitter, bumming everyone out. Like last year, the Bacchanal. Oh, poor, wait, what was his name? Um, hmm. Todd. Todd? How weird is that? Todd, you don't want to end up like the other Todd. What happened to him? He just wasn't meant to be there. He moped and whined and brought everything down. Okay, we were a little wrecked and for fun, someone. Someone, not us. No, not us. Turned Todd into a pig. And we ate him. <laughs> Wait, are you guys messing with me right now? <laughs> uh, so, hi, everybody. I am Clara. And I'm Danny. And this is Physical Kids Weekly. We are back this week to discuss episode 107 of The Magicians. This one's called The Mayakovsky Circumstance. Um, and following on last week, um, I went up and went ahead and looked up all of the writing credits. This one is listed as um, The Teleplay by John McNamara and The Story by Mike Moore. Um, I don't know a ton about how this works, but from what I understand, um, a story credit usually means you pitch the idea, and then yes. um, the teleplay, I think, means that, that John McNamara did like a little bit more of the hands-on actual writing and, and the dialogue and that sort of stuff. Um, I think this was Mike Moore's first one, and he has he's had a lot of episodes since then, um, including some other ones in this season, so that's exciting. Before we get into the episode, I want to introduce our guest for today. We are here with Logan, who is another super fan of The Magician. Say hi! Hi! <laughs> um, and we're really excited to have some guests again. Um, we've, we've really had fun uh, going back to our roots with me and Danny, but it's always nice to, to include other fans and friends. Um, so that opening clip, I think, uh, sums up one of my favorite things about this episode, which is Todd. Um, Todd. <laughs> Todd, Adam DeMarco, he's so fantastic. <laughs> he is. I, I love him. Uh, I'm still convinced that he's someone hiding in our fandom, but... <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. I, I really think he... That that seems like his personality, or at least like Todd's personality. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love Todd. Um, I actually saw him in... He was in a... I think it's a Netflix series called The Returned. Adam DeMarco Before was. he was on The Magician. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's popped up in some, like, random places. He's Canadian, and Canadians <laughs> generally tend to do that. <laughs> Canadians just popping up wherever they please. <laughs> they do. They just, like, they just take all these, like, side parts for, like, a really long time, and then eventually they'll, like, you know, like, they'll hit their big break. Kind of like, <laughs> like Ryan Gosling. 
Um, oh, and what's the guy from Full House? The curly hair. He's Canadian. The one that plays Joey? No, wait. Actually, I don't know who's who. John anymore. Stamos isn't, is he? No, not John Stamos. The curly haired no. one. The brother. Yeah, the when the he plays. I thought it was Uncle Joey. Maybe I don't. It's been, look. Full House came out a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> who's from Canada? Is it one of he the younger is. cast? The no, the curly haired. I guess you're saying he played Joey. What is the name of the actor? Do we know that? No, I don't know his name. I just know. I don't know off Uncle the Joey. top of my head. <laughs> well, he's Canadian. That's what we've decided. Okay. I only know this is because he, <laughs> he is though. So the reason I know this is because at the at the place I used to work, there was a conference room called Canada, and there were just like pictures of random Canadians all over it, and he was on there, and it was that like sounds a really thing. that sounds wonderful. It was pretty um, great. <laughs> a lot of people are Canadian. Um, pretty, <laughs> yeah, all of the Canadians. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, wanna, I, I mean, on the show, I want to say that um, I'm pretty sure that. Casey Rawl is also Canadian, and um, the girl, uh, Katie Finley, who was in, like, two episodes of the show, but it was also on How to Get Away with Murder, she was also Canadian. Well, and a lot of the crew are Canadian, because it's shot in Vancouver, so there's, like, a lot yeah. of Canada locals. Lionel, who we talked to, I believe, is Canadian. Yes. Yeah, uh, so before we get too, too far in into the episode, though, uh, like, into the, like, weeds, I wanted to just first ask what you all thought thought of this so logan let's start with you since you're here for the first time this is one of my favorite episodes from season one. Oh yeah tell us why yes um i guess i for me i started watching mostly for hale appleman's character uh um, hale i read the books as they came out but that was years before i started watching the show so didn't really remember them until i started re-watching um so going through this, this was one of my favorites because we finally get to see Elliot be happy for once. <laughs> oh, how short-lived it is. So short-lived. Oh, I, I hate Mike. I think he's a pointless, <laughs> stupid character. So. so how did that inform how you thought of the episode, Danny? I have very mixed feelings about it. I, I love Todd. Best mm-hmm. part of this episode, hands down. I mean, I love Mayakovsky, too. But he was nothing like I imagined him in the book. Mykoski, yeah. Yeah. Also, though, like, I I love Break Bill South in the book. I love it. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so different. And you definitely get the weird and the different for a little bit, but it's so glazed over. Like, I just feel like it should have been, like, a two-episode arc at least. Mm, yeah, I can At least. I definitely agree with that. Because it's, isn't it like an entire semester in the book? Yes, it is. They're gone for six months. Yeah. And everybody goes in the book, not just. Well, well everybody in their book. year. That's because, that's, that's because I, I, they had some weird reason that Elliot and uh, Mark, uh, and uh, Janet were there too. I can't remember why. Well, so that's because. Yeah, so it's because you remember the, um, like, the, it was like something weird happened in the year above and so half of them didn't go i can't remember what it was that happened it was because it um, was kind of like the disappearing was, third class kind of thing that they were talking about kind of it was when the beast attacked because of all oh, the yeah, drama was the beast attack. they held back that second semester group to go with right the, right the, yeah yeah here. yeah yeah you're right um so yeah it is it is very different i think i, I still oh, go i ahead. still think though in the show that they like that Quentin and uh, Alice like skipped a year and they just never address it in the show. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. 
I'm a little I just con- like suddenly live at the cottage, and I still think that's really weird. Though also, it is grad school in the show, and I I don't know. I don't know how any of that is. Well, like, in the first everything. episode, like they say that they wouldn't live in the cottage until like next year. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. They wouldn't have like their discipline until the next year or whatever. Or maybe and then like all of a sudden they're like the second episode or third episode they're getting their discipline and I'm. I was like, I think they skipped a year and they just didn't address it. <laughs> or maybe Elliot and Margo got held gets back. their discipline. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, yeah. they all skipped a grade. Whatever. <laughs> Except for Todd. <laughs> Todd. <laughs> like, it seems like Todd doesn't live at the house yet. Like, it seems like he's waiting his turn. And then when they, like, in season two, he clearly lives there now. I don't know. Maybe he's just been hiding in Elliot's tie closet the entire time. Yeah, maybe he just <laughs> lives there because, like, none of them live there now. And they're like, oh, we have room, so you can live here. Um, I feel like it never really addresses what exact year that Margo and Elliot are in. So I feel like Todd's in that, like, year in between Todd is Margo so young, though. Like, like I think it is Todd's definitely everything. a first year, and then uh, he's probably a second year in the second season. But there's only three years in the show. So <laughs> in the show continuity, I think that, like, Elliot and Margo are probably really close to graduating, and Quentin and Alice appear to have skipped a grade. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, so I, I feel actually, like they didn't think about it that much because they knew they weren't going to spend that much time at break bills probably going oh, in. Yeah, maybe. Um, so I feel about this episode, I think, kind of the way that, that you do, uh, Danny. I actually, I, I like, have this, when I was thinking about it, like, going into this, I was like, oh, yeah, I really liked this episode. And then I watched it again, and I was like, oh, I don't really like this episode that much. I, I love parts about it. Like, I really yeah. love some parts about it. But for the most part, I'm just like, they didn't spend enough time in Break Bill South. I really don't like the way that they did the foxes part. Yeah, which we'll um, get to. We we actually got a listener question about that one, so we'll definitely get to the foxes. Everyone um, loves to talk about the foxes, and <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it later. I but. actually, I think Mayakovsky, the guy who plays Mayakovsky, uh, Brian O'Byrne, is that his name? Something like that. Yes. Um, so uh, I really enjoy him, but he has, like, the world's worst Russian accent. It is so, so terrible. I don't know what Russians sound like, Not honestly. like that. So to me, I was like, <laughs> he sounds good. Not uh, like that. Think, that I is, like, the most over He is I feel like Irish. And I feel like he does an Irishman's version of a Russian accent, <laughs> which is... It's like. I feel like it's comedic on on purpose. Maybe, but it doesn't like it's so distracting for me, and maybe Honestly, that's because of like the linguistics. When I imagine Mayakovsky, I literally imagine like a fucking Santa Claus like guy <laughs> living in the like North Pole. I, I I imagine some old old man like big old beard. Like I don't know why I just did. I imagine some really mean crotchety old like Russian guy. I think I imagined um, Bucky Barnes, but aged up 30 years. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I definitely imagined somebody with, like, with like I mean, not exactly his look, but, like, the, the, like, longer disheveled hair. Like, I don't know, like, a cross between Bucky Barnes and Snape. <laughs> I was just, like, also, like, and I'm just, like, why why is this guy, like, picking up on students? Like, like it just, like, that's what it was. Oh, my God. He was such. I didn't remember any of the creeper stuff with, with Katie. <laughs> it's so creepery. It is kind of creepy. <laughs> but, like, his whole relationship with Emily Greenstreet, I was Ugh. just, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, is she just, like, attached to attached to him? I don't know. I don't know. But that's kind of a spoiler. We probably shouldn't talk about that too much. 
<laughs> Wait, no, didn't we already see that? No. That was in the second episode. Like, no, no, like no, no, no. They don't bring it up. That. They don't bring it up until season two. So anyone that hasn't seen season two yet and is listening to this will not know. Sorry. <laughs> um. Yeah. So let's talk about Mayakovsky then. Oh, was- I actually do want to. Before I forget yeah. about it, like I'm kind of bitter that they don't reference I took a pill in Ibiza at all, <laughs> and they talk about Ibiza so much. <laughs> Even if they just play it for like two seconds in the background, it would have been hilarious. <laughs> it seems like something Todd would listen to. <laughs> it does seem like something Todd would listen to, doesn't it? <laughs> he should have been singing it as he came down the stairs. Yes. Oh, that would have been great. Um. Yeah. So. Okay. So. Cool. So. Well, then, should we, do you want to do you want to keep talking about Mykowski? Do you want to go talk, to Todd? Let's just talk you, about Todd because let's, let's get Todd. Our, our Todd feelings out of the way. We, we have so many Todd, Todd feelings. Sandman <laughs> loves Todd. Todd. I'm I'm actually lightweight sad that he didn't get promoted to series regular, even though I knew it wasn't going to happen. But I wanted it to happen anyways. Oh. I feel like. I, like I still think he's gonna like somehow take over being king of of Fillory for Quentin. I was not, just gonna say I, f- I feel like he's gonna eventually somehow make his way into Fillory. Yeah, he has to. Okay, so I hope that that happens, and then I hope the next musical episode is The Lion King, and he starts singing. I just can't wait to be king. Oh, <laughs> oh God! You need to pitch that. When we talk to John and Sarah eventually, when this happens, we have to talk. About it. <laughs> I think I just did pitch this. <laughs> you did free idea, free idea for you would, guys. Free idea. <laughs> they would have to happen to have listened to like our backlog of <laughs> stuff, which they don't have time for. Yeah, they're, they're busy people. Ugh, so busy and important. <laughs> I know. I feel like we're finally dealing with like Hollywood. We're like Ugh, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they're great though. Um, so they are. So yeah, Todd. Uh, I don't know what it is that made me love him so much immediately, and like got the whole fandom attached to him. I think part of it. I is- know he shows up for one episode in oh season my God. one, and everyone loves him so much. He has these like big Bambi eyes, and he's just like such a. F- such a great foil to Elliot and Margot. He is so sincere and such a poser. <laughs> he just wants to fit in like so Oh, bad. he just wants to be loved so bad. And I'm kind of like- sad because he's like that one kid that, you know, like got stuck in like, like a house like that. He just like, like just because like the thing about disciplines is like it's it's based on the kind of magic that you're great at. And he may be great at physical magic, but he doesn't seem like a party kid, and he's trying so hard. (laughs) (laughs) And it's kind of like maybe, like maybe you join the frat house to like get ahead, but really you don't get along with anyone. Uh No one wants you there. (laughs) I I I think that's sad and like very very real to like actual college like yeah experiences. Yeah, Logan, what were you gonna say? Like, I was gonna say I feel like everybody attaches to Todd because everybody's been the Todd. Everybody is Todd. It's true. We've all been like left out and <laughs> like felt looked down upon by the cooler kids. I like honestly want to know like what happened to him like in Ibiza. Like what did he do? Like <laughs> I want like a short fic of like what Todd did in Ibiza. Let's add that to the season two specials. 
<laughs> oh, actually, though, that's a good time to mention. So um, somebody, Elliot, asked, what are some of the coolest things you've seen fans do to promote the show? And there's something going on right now that I think is, is probably one of the coolest things, other than, obviously, this wonderful podcast. Um, I think one of the cool things that fans have done to promote the show or are doing to promote the show is this Welter's Challenge thing. Have you guys seen it? I've seen a little bit about it. I haven't promoted it because I have literally no idea what it is. Um, I kind of know what it is now that they've uh, like announced it. Um, I don't know who's running it or anything, but I do want to warn them they should probably take the sci-fi logo off their pictures because they can get in trouble for it. Oh, good point. <laughs> but uh, so what it is really briefly, uh, well, actually, I mean, Logan, have you heard of it? Yeah, uh, I've, I've seen it around. I know... Um, they've got it on a couple platforms. I think it's mostly on a Tumblr page, yeah. though. Yeah. So but it looks really cool. We, we did a challenge similar to it, uh, what, during well, season one? Are you talking the about the one that challenge? Rosalind did? The one with the... Yes. Yeah. So um, this is, I think, a little bit more direct. So that was, like, I think that was mostly, like, pictures, right? Um, it was the yeah, it was challenge. mostly cosplaying. And yeah, yeah. So that was a really cool thing, too. So um, Rosalind, in, during season one, did this, like, weekly photo challenge for the magicians. And the Welters challenge, from what I understand, is, like, going to be a little more comprehensive fan content. So you could do, like, pictures. You could write fix. Um, I have been told by sources close to the Welters Challenge that you can submit themed podcast episodes. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I think that's a really cool thing and a really great way to, like, keep spirits up during hiatus because it can get so dead. <laughs> as, as those Definitely interested. Probably won't have time for it. <laughs> this already but yeah it sounds really cool and i'll definitely support anyone that is yeah submitting and i think the tumblr is just the welters challenge all one word dot tumblr.com is that right Mm -hmm. yes i do believe that's it okay cool so yeah that is uh elliot that is i think one of the coolest things Okay, so yeah, that was one of the things that people said. And then um, the other question we got is about something that I know we're all going to want to talk about that you already mentioned, um, Danny, which is from Ronan. This episode has the infamous fox scene, and it's handled differently than in the books. Thoughts? I don't think it's really different. It's just cut down a lot. It just doesn't go into detail, which would make sense, because in a, a television narrative, like that scene really does not make any sense. Actually, um, I think there are two big differences. Um, a lot of people also like they're... to talk about it, though, and be like, what the fuck, Lev Grossman? <laughs> and his only response is, I don't know, ask my therapist. Yeah, I love, I love that. that. It's such a good <laughs> response. <laughs> um, so th- there are two things that I think are different. So, And both of them were things... Well, one of them I noticed the first time, and one of them I didn't. The thing that I noticed the first time was that, like, at least the way it's shot, it makes it seem like they are human when they're having sex. Whereas in the books, they, they are still foxes. And also, like, everyone is foxes together. It's not just the two of them. I honestly thought that was just, like, an art thing. I think they were so actually, too. I think they were actually foxes in the show. They just were making it clear that they were fucking. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how I took it. I, I agree with you. The other thing, though, and this was something that I didn't notice until I was, like, when I was trying to, like, figure out clips for things. Um... So I'm going to play this one really quick because it's relevant to this question. Quentin, why? Why the fox? Why not mollusk or firefly? Why? The fox knows. I knew. Everything I needed to survive was me. I guess not just to survive, but to 
be happy. I was happy. The fox is in you now, both of you. So the, the reason I played that clip and the thing that I found so interesting about it is it, it makes it sound like Quentin chose for them to be foxes. Yes. Which is definitely yeah, not what happens. Yeah, because he asked him why, why the fox. Yeah, yeah. Which is definitely not something that happens in the book. And it's interesting for like so many reasons. Like it made me wonder, did Mayakovsky like tip Quentin off to the fact that he was basically like setting them up for stuff or like I feel like also though Quentin might have chosen it because Alice was used was wearing a sweater in the previous episode that had boxes yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, that's the last thing that she wears before they get to break bills. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know exactly how that plays out or if it's like a in the moment thought like whatever it is that he thinks is the right animal when they're like doing it. I think that it's an interesting animal because, well, yeah. everyone loves foxes. They're beautiful. They're cute. They're and nobody majestic. knows what they say. <laughs> yeah. And I also love, because, like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, no matter who you ship, like, we all know that, like, uh, Quentin and Alice are soulmates. And and foxes have that cute little, like, thing that they do when they're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I already know what the Easter egg for this episode is going to be. <laughs> um yeah i mean but i do think it's really interesting that they like gave like they made it partly like quentin's choice yeah and i wonder if alice had any say in that too like like i don't know maybe they each chose fox and that's why it worked or like maybe that was how they know that they're soulmates is they chose the same animal or something i don't know yeah, that would be cute. That would be an interesting question to ask, like, you know, the right. Yeah, person. yeah, if we ever get Mike Moore or, well, actually, right, we'll, we'll. Well, we can ask John. Yeah, we can ask John when we get him on. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I think my thoughts on it are a couple things. So one, even though I think it is artistic, I'm, I'm glad that what we see of the sex scene is them as humans because it, it definitely makes it feel like they have more I don't know if they're life. allowed to show like two foxes you know, <laughs> like, TV either. I think that that transfers I mean, over to National Geographic more than sci-fi <laughs> yeah I think it would be a weird thing to put on there it would definitely be weird but I also think right like I, I like that they're I like that they're showing at least to me suggests that they still have like some kind of human thought process or some kind of there's something human about what they're doing and not well, just animalistic, which is a departure from the books, but one that I think is important for consent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they actually made it like the I remember the scene being slightly kind of rapey. Well, it's just I mean, it, it's hard <laughs> to say that when they're both foxes and they're both have little fox brains, but it's definitely it's definitely weird and like their reaction to it is much less it's much more confused which you would expect because they did something as foxes that they didn't have the capacity to do as humans. Also, I like that Alice kisses him before they do the fox thing. Yeah. Like that they were already like on that path. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are things that I think I, 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 
I really like their connection in general because, yeah. like, uh, they don't rush their relationship. Like, I mean, it kind of seems like that in the show a little bit. But it's like if you come into it knowing the way that their relationship builds in the books, it's just like it's like they're really like they really are friends first. And I think it's yeah. really like beautiful. And um, at the same time, though, right, like in like, the books, they have so much trouble opening up to each other e- until after they start a relationship or at least like. Or at least after the Fox They're thing, both like, just very shy yeah. people, like, that have really high walls built up. And yeah. there's something about probably, like, uh, becoming an animal that kind of opens you up. Well, but they I also, assume. like, I think that's one of the things I like about the trials in the last episode is that it, it forced them to open up. So there was some, like, like, they had shared a deep emotional moment with each other. Even if they hadn't been friends first, they shared something... Yeah. really profound and i i feel kind of like just their personality wise they're both like two people waiting on the other person to make a mm-hmm. move before they can counter move and yeah. you can't counter move when no one's moving <laughs> it's also interesting too because it's like they're not like virgins or anything either like no but they both have basically said that they haven't really had a real relationship before yeah Oh, I felt so sorry for Alice about that thing. Well, and actually my husband when I was when we were watching it, um, and she says that she uh she lost her virginity fully clothed, he was like, How? And I was like, you know, crotchless underwear are a thing. <laughs> she could have also just like not been wearing underwear or like if she was wearing a skirt, like slipped it off, but let's like not get into erotica here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll leave that. We'll leave that to with the girls, AO3 crowd. It's definitely more com- uh, like possible than it is like <laughs> males have sex. <laughs> I was but, just thinking, like, how do you have parents like hers and then lose your virginity with all your clothes on? Well, but I think that's part of it, right? Like, it's this like she's repressed because she, she was like sort trying. of trying. She's not to be okay the opposite the of them. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like that's her form of rebellion. She's really she's, uncomfortable she's with the somewhat way they are. prudish because of it. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is a, I think that's like a very real thing. I, I know, a, you know, I know some people who, who have family like that, who are just like super open about their sexuality, and they are much less open. Those people are much less open than a lot of the people it's I know. Weird. It's like awkward to be like your parents, just like so, like sex, 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 and you're just like, oh. You're like, please What's don't talk to example? me about yeah. that. <laughs> a good example of that is definitely like, um, what is it? Easy A. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. That's the one. Yes, I love love that that movie. movie. Her parents are so ridiculous, and she's just very like. uh, And she's still like, (laughs) even though everyone thinks she's had sex, she hasn't. Yeah, that's a good movie. Everyone go see it. (laughs) Everyone go see it. Like it's still in theaters. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Five dollars at Walmart. (laughs) Oh, it's like. um, I'm surprised it's not on Netflix. To be honest. Oh, one more thing I want to say about Mayakovsky. was uh so I had this thing about like was he how you imagined and I, I mentioned he wasn't exactly how I imagined though I think there are like parts of it I liked his curmudgeonliness I liked his grumpiness I thought he was like bitter in the right ways uh but in a lot of ways he like wasn't how I imagined the one thing that I really really loved about him in this episode was the um like a magician a, a great magician is magic he oh, feels that. it in his dick <laughs> or in the I dick. love that line. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just remember that like so speculating before the show even came out like speculating with other fans about like what do you think Penny casts with after he loses his hands in the books because in the in the books he Dick. 
<laughs> right. In the books, he never gets his hands back, and that was it. With his deek <laughs> in Mayakovsky's voice. <laughs> yes. I'm actually curious, like, I know Penny, like, joins the order and stuff, but, like, he had to have figured, had to have figured out how to use magic, like, somehow. Yeah. And I'm curious if he ever did, like, meet Mayakovsky, like, meet up with Mayakovsky and get his help. Yeah. Since we don't know anything about Penny <laughs> really in the book. Well, books. and in the show, they definitely suggest that he gets some help from Mayakovsky, so. He I'm tries. Not. Yeah, he tries. <laughs> <laughs> to the extent that Mayakovsky is capable though, of being helpful. So. <laughs> yeah, but I guess, like, he can still travel. He just can't do, like, magic. <laughs> okay. And so, he can't which is interesting. Anyone. Um... I already, this is already, I already know this is going to be such a long episode. I have, uh, so one thing, there's like so many big things that we haven't even gotten to. And one of them, okay, I am proposing a new ship ship name. Fuck all the rest of you. I am proposing Adiodias for Penny and Katie. And we should talk about I don't Penny know. I feel like that's hard for me to like pronounce on a... Whatever, go away. <laughs> I like it, but I wouldn't be able to say it. Yeah, adios. <laughs> no, that's too much. How about just adios? Okay. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. They do, you know, say goodbye to each other a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's the snort I was waiting for. <laughs> um, okay, so but we should talk about them because this episode is like pretty intense on their relationship. It is. Um... Danny, do you want to start? I have such a love hate for the relationship, but so do they. So do they. Yeah. <laughs> so um, do they. Yeah. I don't know. Season two has made it harder for me to like them as much. I go back and forth. Um, I feel like I just accepted that they're a thing um, now. Uh-huh. Uh, I love them both, but I don't really like them together. I love them both separately. I was happy to see them like kind of break up, but they did have cute moments. Yeah. I mean, in season one, I really don't think they're good for each other. They're not good for each other in season two. I generally agree, but I think there are moments. Like, I think um, Penny does a good job in season two of kind of protecting (laughs) Katie from herself. Definitely. Did you see, what was it? Uh, Someone had said something to Arjun and he, like, like, quote tweeted, like, they said something about how, like, relationship goals. And he, he was like, like, oh, do better. cool and yeah. everything, but they don't have a healthy relationship. Yeah. No. like, thanks for the support, but no, don't do that. <laughs> it's like, please get better goals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lodi, what did you think about, about adios, then, in this episode? <laughs> this episode is really big for them and I think it kind of highlights like before this they're kind of coasting on a semi-rocky relationship but it really hits rock bottom and crashes and burns in this episode my Um, favorite part though is definitely when she just shows up and brings him chocolate yeah I've actually I tried to figure out if the chocolate said anything more than just like a chocolate bar and it's a wrapper in a different language so who knows oh but I should have looked at it that's an yeah. interesting thought. I know languages. <laughs> I'm sure it's something similar, like that they they just like had a moment and it involved chocolate. And... <laughs> like I was I was expecting the rapper to say something corny or, you know, be more than just a candy wrapper, but especially since he keeps it. the wrapper. And... Yeah, that's that was my thought. I was like, okay, that what does does the rapper literally say sorry or? <laughs> I like that he he ate the chocolate and kept the wrapper. Yeah. Um, 
Penny's so sentimental. But yeah, no. This episode, I think, really highlights how they're two really broken people trying to figure out how... Sultry but damaged. a solid relationship. Yeah, yeah. And it just doesn't work for them for many reasons. What did you think about so. the... Uh... The, uh, the like, Twilight moment where uh, Katie lets down her wards. Why do you say that's a Twilight moment? Because that's what because happens at the end, end of the movies. Of the, yeah, at the end of the movies and in the book, that's what Bella does for Edward. And that's how they end the Twilight. Sorry, I forgot because I fucking hate that book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Breaking Dawn was such a piece of trash I threw it. Like, I literally <laughs> physically threw that book. Yeah, uh, you're not wrong. Uh, but I still remember <laughs> that. And I, that's, I think that's part of why it, like, it sort of, like, needles me in this episode that they, were, that yeah, they like, I did don't, that. I don't, yeah, I don't like the fact that they did it. Not necessarily that they did did that, that also just but shows how, how they did it. their relationship is actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> because any kind of twilight illusion is not a good one no it's i mean that's exactly right and their relationship is a little bit like that like i mean penny is not controlling the way edward is uh but they definitely have this like toxic can't quite find a way to like be functional adult humans together I actually vibe. didn't realize this until many years after having read Twilight that someone had sent me an article and it was like all about how how very much her relationship with uh, Edward it was so much like a like a Mormon marriage, I guess. Um, I and and would. Stephanie Meyer is Mormon, so that would make a lot of sense. Um, I mean, I, I've, I, I wouldn't know personally. I have, uh, I have a couple Mormon friends who I think have very good relationships that are nothing like that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sure that model, like that model of toxic relationships, I'm sure it both exists in Mormon culture and is not limited to Mormon culture. Like I know some Definitely. people who have had some super Definitely. shitty relationships that look just like yeah. that. And that has nothing to do with anything but the fact that they're all fucked up. So <laughs> there's so many things wrong with Twilight, but you know, I could do a whole podcast about how bad that is. So. Yeah, I think that's that that's a topic for another day. <laughs> um okay, so I think what we've determined is uh yeah, they have a toxic relationship. Um yeah. okay, so the other thing that we definitely have to talk about um is uh what I have listed in my notes as uh the boyfriend, the gin and the doorknob. Like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> what about Mike? I hate Mike. <laughs> I hate I like- his entire existence as a character. <laughs> so fucking pointless. And I don't mind Elliot having a romance. They've done a really good job with King Idri. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was pointless suffering. Like he almost became like... You know, like, they basically fridged his boyfriend, which is just pointless and stupid. And he wasn't even actually in love with Elliot. He wasn't even... He wasn't even himself. Mm -hmm. I just think it's a stupid, pointless character. And that's not the way that they should have brought uh, romance into uh, his character's life, I think. Um, A lot of people... A lot of people, like, had a problem with the show because of this character. Can we also talk about how, like, Mike seems like there there's nothing there's nothing in the character of Mike to suggest that he and Elliot are compatible no they're nope. not like he's why? I was like, just 
thinking about this today because I rewatched this episode today. Like, I was pointing out all the things that he does, and I'm like, oh, no, that honestly, that wouldn't actually happen. Honestly, He's just not Elliot an interesting be, human. Be more, Elliot would be more likely to have a relationship with Todd than he would to be have a relationship with Mike. Yes, because, like, yes. Todd, he would be like, you are my fun plaything. Yeah. And Todd would be, like, so into the that. cabana boy. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I feel like... Elliot has built up his walls and spent so much time on them that he would not let them all the way down for a person with a random blonde fuck boy? a week. Yeah. What what is this episode span say it spans a couple days? Like he wouldn't let everything down in a, a matter of days. And he cares about his friendship with Margot way more than to like throw it away over like one night of sex. Oh yeah. His like sudden like oh i'm in a relationship thing is is bullshit like it is such bullshit it's so out of character for elliot everything about like the whole thing is just super out of character and i also didn't it reminds me of second season of daredevil and suddenly matt murdoch like doesn't like care about his girlfriend and his best friend and just drops them for someone else like for one that's completely out of character and he would never do that and he would never not up to a court case that's kind of what elliot just suddenly is like i'm not gonna go to ibiza like what the fuck no he would never do that yeah seriously not for a guy and especially not for a guy he met like two seconds ago also it's like he's a rational enough person and logical enough person to know like if there was something forming between them could very easily start whatever that is when he gets back yeah exactly logan what were your threats pretty much the same thing like i i I don't know. I like the fact that Elliot is happy, but I don't like how they went about it. I don't like Mike's character. And I don't like the fact that, um, like, like Margot, Margot is so close to Elliot. Like she would, I feel like she would bring Elliot back down to earth, even if she tried to. Yeah. But I feel like she would try harder and not just turn around and walk off. (laughs) You know, she just goes to Ibiza with Todd and is like, all right, you go do your thing. Yeah, yeah. And clearly that blows up in her face. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, though I did like uh, their, their like reconciliation at the end. I got a clip of that, too. I'm not going. Fuck. You're still mad? No. I mean, yes, but that's not why. I... Mike, and Ibiza's not really his thing. Ah, it's ours. And will be, again. Along with the million other things. Just us. <laughs> I only have one Bambi. Yo. You're gonna miss me so hard, you won't be able to get it out. That's probably true. Todd! Yeah, and I just, like, I mean, I'm glad, like, he recognized that. He only has one Bambi, but, like, his, you know, right, that they have a special relationship. But also, like, you've been planning this for ages. You do not just ditch your friend that way. I actually, I, I, I can't wait till we talk about the next episode either because I really, like, Elliot stays pretty <laughs> out of character for a few episodes. He does, it's true. Yeah. Um, but like I, I, I get what they were trying to do with the character. I just don't think the execution went as well as what the concept might have been. Hashtag not my Elliot. 
Um, it, when they show up at the end of the episode, though, and, like, he's, like, uh, he made him, like, this special drink, and the guy refuses to even drink it. Like, what the fuck is wrong with him? That was one of the things that, like, Elliot would instantly be turned off at. That and the fact that when they meet, the guy is wearing two different forms of denim, a plaid <laughs> shirt, and a sport coat over it. I'm also, like, really triggered because he looks like this one guy that I dated briefly that I really hate. <laughs> that's, that's, that's beyond the point. <laughs> okay, well... Just, Moving back to the magicians, then there's one other plotline that we haven't discussed. Well, there's an entire plotline that we haven't discussed, which is Julia's plotline, and like the fact that we get a little introduction to Julia's family. So we we see her sister, we find out that her mom is like this high powered, uh, like she I, I think she's like a society type person, but she's really like, on like what they did board. with her family. I agree with you. And then her dad is a drunk, and this is like another like one off family. Like, one-off information about a, like, fucked-up family that you, like, never hear from again. Yeah, I feel well, like... Well, I mean, it would make sense, because, I mean, I wouldn't want to hang out with my family either if they were like that. <laughs> I feel like they tried to give Julia more of a backstory in this episode, but it was just kind of like, oh, too look, little, here's too late. information. We're going to throw this... Just, why couldn't they just give her her backstory from the books? Like, she was really close yeah, to her parents and like, suddenly wasn't. the opposite. Yeah. Her sister's suddenly older and has, like... A career and I'm like no she was the uh, older sister yeah, yeah yeah and I feel like that's a really important part of the book that in the show they just completely got rid of yeah because her sister was like lightweight scared of her because all of a sudden she was just like some like weird goth like witchy kid <laughs> yeah which is weird if you're like really young so yeah right and isn't her, sis- her sister's like 14 or 15 a younger like- Four she's or like five a, years apart. Yeah. Something like that. In the book? Yeah, she's like starting high school when like Julia finally gets her shit kind of together again. Yeah. And is yeah. like about to go, is about to go to school like a year later. And it's also really sad because like her family kind of just like gives up on her. Yeah. In the books, like they were really supportive to like an extent. And I just think that's like a really, like really real thing for like, mental illness like people are really supportive to an extent and then they just are like ah well I've helped you too much now and we've we've been through too much pain so (laughs) I tried you couldn't get your shit together on my time frame so screw you (laughs) but I feel like in the book the loss of her family is another thing that really shatters her and so she doesn't have that in the show because in the show Mm -hmm. they set it up almost like her family wasn't as important to her to begin with so it's not as big of a loss for her drunk absent dad thing the doesn't she like call her mom a giant bitch or something like that right like yeah (laughs) there isn't there isn't any like it's not like she's making a really difficult decision to leave them behind the way that she was in the books. She's just and then doesn't give a shit about them. Yeah, and then her sister's version of helping her is to send her to a center, which is and exactly to, what her mom was gonna do. Well, so. and also tell her to like, uh, like go talk to James, who's worried about her. And James doesn't remember her, and she says this, and her sister's just like, whatever, James. <laughs> like yeah, two seconds it, later, and she said she was like. He called a month ago. Okay, so it takes you a month to then follow up and check up on your sister, and that only happens because you got the call that your sister was in jail? Yeah. Yeah. Was she in jail? I thought she was just being questioned. 
Well, well, she says that she was taken in. Yeah, mm. she's at least downtown. Probably because she works in politics, though she she could have just heard about it. She might not have actually been incarcerated or anything. Did her sister work in politics? I think I missed that part. I, I thought it was her mom that worked in politics. She, her mom's her not in politics. Came. Her mom was going to a, a, I don't know, a the museum sister, board meeting. A sister seems like the kind of person that would work for the mom. <laughs> yeah, but I, th- I yeah, don't think her mom was actually in I politics. I don't think her mom was in politics. I think her mom was in was like involved with like charity boards. I thought it. I thought it was politics at first, and then when I listened to like the second time, it was it was like a vote at the at the Met board or something like oh. that. Um, yeah, so she's not even, she's not even cool enough to be in politics. She's not even, she's just like, (laughs) she just has her like fake politics. (laughs) Um, yeah, I agree though. I feel, I felt like they painted, they painted on a picture of Julia's family that just doesn't seem important or interesting or any of that. It was, it, it, to me, it kind of felt like they put it there because it had, they felt it had to be there and it didn't really for me at least, didn't add anything to her character for the show. Yeah, there definitely was this, like, bit Wait, of... did she... Does she do anything else in this episode? Does she actually... She doesn't meet Richard yet, right? It's not no, she ju- she's just sad and no, mopey. No, that's the and... next episode. Yeah, yeah. She's just sad and yeah. mopey and vaguely alcoholic in this episode. So... And her house is a disaster. <laughs> yeah. Her house is frequently a disaster now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so that's the only notes, that's everything I have, except for that I wanted to comment, that there are, that, like, in grad school, you don't have TAs, you are the TA, so I, that's a very small point, but it bothered me. <laughs> Had to get it out there. How about you guys, anything else you want to discuss? I think my only point that I wanted to add was the sheer irony of the fact that when they're doing the mind control, that what Mayakovsky gives Q is a moth. Is a moth? I thought yeah, they were fireflies. Gives, no, no, before that, when he, he gives the group everything, he says um, something about overcoming your biggest fear and being able to control your fear will make you a bigger person. And so Q has the moth, and Penny has a millipede, that and there's a spider in a jar. Up. It's like some weird like version of the Boggart in uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, and then... Um, as they're leaving Break Bill South, I noticed this time around watching it that there's turtle shells up on Mayakovsky's wall. <gasps> like turtles all the way down? Or do you mean like you think that's his? There's, there's three. No, they're like like when you kill a turtle, you get to keep the shell. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, there's, there's two. I think there's two of them on the wall. Why I just thought that was a nice turtles? touch. Do you think he eats pickled turtles? <laughs> 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 I have the most random thoughts sometimes. <laughs> okay, so shall we move to fashion? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So th- I don't have much for fashion, but obviously we have to talk about the break. All I know self. is outfits. Margot's bathing suit in the beginning. Oh yes, that's uh, and and oh. and and Elliot's little headdress thing. He looks like he looks like uh, he like I'm... stepped out of Indiana Jones. He looks like <laughs> when he turns around, he looks like a tiki mask like a what <laughs> a tiki mask they're normally wooden and they have weird glasses and then feathery tops <laughs> he does he have a like pocket a watch mask. did you guys notice that that he oh, has a pocket watch yeah. i 
I dubbed that look in the beginning. What was it? Steampunk Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that kills have, me. Um, Olivia looks amazing in her white outfit. She's just the white so leggings. Like, yeah, she looks so great. And Penny. Penny is the only one at Breakville South that has black on. And I think that's a symbolism <laughs> of the fact that when he when they get there, he's mourning Katie because she just broke his heart. And then when they leave, he's mourning Katie because she just broke his heart again. Well, and this is right, this is the first episode where we were like given a hint about anything about the fashion because they like they all lose all their things and he loses all his jewelry in this and then like never gets it yeah. back until And with Katie, she never gets all of her ear, ear Your piercings, piercings and- yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I noticed, though, I, I, like, I love that he, like, still, like, he tore off the sleeves and made it into a bare-chested vest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, how is, like, I mean, so, I was like, I know that some people, like, have an affinity for, like, they can, like, get through cold weather, but, like, come on. <laughs> and he's from Florida. I know! <laughs> he's not used to any kind of cold weather. I do like that they made him from Florida, like, because isn't, isn't Arjun from Florida? I think so. I feel like that's true. I feel like I looked this up because my husband was convinced like he was from Jersey, and I looked it up and he's from Florida. Jersey? I know he lives in, like, New York. <laughs> this is just my husband. He's just <laughs> being a weirdo. I'm pretty sure when he was on the podcast, he mentioned that he was from Florida. Oh, shit. We should know that then. <laughs> I feel like you know better than us. We talk to him. <laughs> we don't listen to the podcast. We just make it. <laughs> it's not even true. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah. Those are my two big fashion things. Anything else? Is there anything else to notice? Todd? I don't think so. Todd's just Elliot's, amazing. <laughs> Elliot's nude in the end of the episode. What? I mean, he's kind of Because they're... They're laying in bed, and he's... Oh. That's yeah. the first glimpse of shirtless Elliot. <laughs> yeah. His, his sparse chest hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I just looked up, because I had to know Arden is from Florida. Okay. Yeah. I, but I love that they I love that they made Penny from Florida, too. Well, I mean, he basically made up his own backstory, was what he told us. Yeah. And I love that the fact that... When the entire say- time he finds out he's a traveler, that everybody warns him about traveling into a volcano, and then he does. <laughs> of course he does. He was probably thinking about it, and then he was like, volcano. <laughs> well, Mayakovsky, I think, wanted him to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mayakovsky is totally a sadist. <laughs> and you survived! <laughs> I a gif of Mayakovsky just saying gold star. <laughs> hey, hey, Danny, if you still have his bio open, can you check? Is he a Pisces? Who, uh, Arjun? Arjun. I'm pretty uh-huh. sure he's a Scorpio. Okay. <laughs> he, he's born in November. Okay. So he's either a, a Scorpio or a, or a Sagittarius. Yeah. He might be a Sagittarius, which would go along with the Traveler. There you go. But we, but as we know, Penny is a Pisces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably a Sagittarius, like, rising or moon. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, I think that's it for fashion then. So we just have MVPs and episode ratings. Um, you want to go first, Danny? Who's your MVP? Let's see. (laughs) 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 It's so hard. (laughs) I Todd. 
Todd, Adam DeMarco. Uh, that's what I have written down. <laughs> okay, so what I have written down, I went I went with Arjun as Penny because I do think he does a great uh, job in this episode. Yeah. And then in all caps below that, I have written, or Todd, question I mark. Have, I have Todd written and then slash Jade because I think <laughs> she really pulled off Katie really well in this episode. Oh, she's so fantastic. I always love her, though. I think she's great. I think she's... She, I, th- I think she just, they didn't use her enough in season one, and uh, you, we've really gotten to see all of her talents in season two, and I'm glad. I feel like my other person would definitely be, like, Summer, because she's just so Oh, God, she's amazing. <laughs> and they, like, I like this episode and the last episode and the next episode are just all such great ones for um for summer and Hale she's gone in life. the next one i think she's done or the one the after that episode. the one with the emotion bottles that one is like that one in the oh, I think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. three so episodes amazing. away because she's gone for a while she's only emotion bottles is 10 so yeah that is she's only away. gone let's see the she's there for nine she's only gone for one she's only gone for episode eight which is the next one obviously yeah. um she We're shows up because, like, in nine is when they meet the Margolem, so. Margolem! <laughs> Actually, oh. no, it's, I think it is ten. I just looked this up earlier today, but I don't I remember. thought it was yeah, nine, because in the I next episode they do the emotion model. I think it's ten, because I looked it up. Because there's, there's Maybe one. Maybe the emotion models, whatever. Where, there's the next one. I'm not sure <laughs> how much I'm allowed to say. On the Hello, podcast. listeners. Please enjoy us speculating. I think we'll just stop. We'll, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> yeah, you're right, because nine is the writing room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the one in yeah, between. Yeah, she is gone for two, two episodes. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that. So, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I just want to catch our MVP. So, you're, yours is Todd and or Summer, um, Danny. Logan, yours was Todd and or Jade. Yes. And mine was Arjun. I keep saying Todd. Adam DeMarco. <laughs> and mine was Arjun and or Adam DeMarco. Because, of course, Todd. Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. I'm still, like, lightweight bitter for Maddie, like, calling me out and not tagging Adam DeMarco in something. <laughs> and then Adam just like, yeah, now I have to tag him in everything. About <laughs> you should just tag him in random tweets. Be like, yes. my cat's really cute today. Don't you think, Adam DeMarco? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I thought you bring him on the podcast. We've we, tried. We've tried. <laughs> him and Trevor. You need to get Trevor on the podcast. Uh, if there was a way to get a hold of Trevor, we would, trust me. <laughs> so, going back to this, I think all we have left then are episode ratings. So, yes. Logan, you want to go first for this one? Sure. Um, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I feel like it would have been higher, but I don't like Mike. I love the episode. <laughs> I don't like Mike. So eight out of ten doorknobs. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I feel like we should eight ask the doorknob what its rating is. <laughs> I don't know. The doorknob is probably traumatized. Very much so. <laughs> uh, Danny, how about you? I want to say it's probably the same, and it's because of Mike. Mike really ruins this episode. Yeah. Out of character, Elliot is the worst thing that ever. I ended up going even lower for this one. I ended up giving it six out of ten Adam DeMarcos. Um, six out of ten Todds. Um, I just didn't like it as much the second time around. And I 
I mean, it makes me wonder. Like, I don't actually remember how I felt about it the first time around. I, I like in retrospect, I'm pretty sure I, like I really liked, liked it. it the first time I saw it. Like, I want to say, yeah. But the more that I've seen it, since I've seen it so many freaking times, and I think we've been spoiled by like really great Elliot plot lines in season two and really great character yeah, growth. And like, like going back and seeing this is so hard. Going just off season one, this was one of my favorite episodes. I binged season one in like three days, and this was really one of the only episodes that stuck out. Hmm. And then now seeing season two and then going back, there are a lot of weak points in this episode. Yeah, we're, yeah. we'll get there eventually. Like with the writing room, the writing room used to be like my favorite episode. And now <laughs> I'm like kind of boring. See, I don't know. I, I really didn't like that I one. I know the first you don't like around. it. But I wonder like... if I might I might end up like loving it this time. Who knows? We'll see. It'll be a it'll be a magical experience to have in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anything else we should bring up? Any other I don't know. Is that it? I don't think so. We just want Todd to know that we love him. Adam DeMarco, we love you. Adam, we love you. Come on the show. We're tagging you in this tweet. That will happen in Everybody a week. Everybody loves Todd. <laughs> Everybody loves the, everybody loves it's Todman. A new sitcom. <laughs> everybody loves Todd. <laughs> was that like supposed to be Kung Fu Fighters? I was I was thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's the vibe I got. Everybody loves Todd. Wait, what's Todd's last name? I don't think he has one. I don't think it ever says. <gasps> sad. Well, on that sad note, Logan, thank you for joining us for this episode. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And listeners, thank you for joining us too. Been looking forward to, or we'll look forward to seeing you next week. And uh, everybody, tweet Adam DeMarco and tell him you want him to come on the show. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, hashtag Todd on podcast. Todd on pod! Ha! Todd on pod. Hashtag Todd on pod. Yes. (laughs) Um, Hashtag Todd on pod. (laughs) Uh, Do that. Tweet it out to Marco. Hashtag Todd on pod. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Mind slut. Let's just talk about Todd. 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 Todd feelings. Todd. 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 Let's talk about Todd. 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 Todd on pod. Todd. 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 Todd on pod. Todd. 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 Wait, what's Todd's last name? The Todd. 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 It seems like something Todd would listen to. It does seem to. like something Todd would listen to, doesn't it? Todd. Todd. <laughs> Six out of ten Todd. 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 Todd on pod. We just want Todd to know that we love him. Todd. 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 I keep saying Todd.